Thanks for listening to Wagerator. This is D-Nice in my barnyard zoo over here. It's going really nice. <laughs> We've got the U.S. Open. Rager Dutch, what's happening? Not much, man. Amped up about football, but still loving golf. So, you know, we're talking some U.S. Open. We've got Voss Train on the mic again. All things are good. We're back. We are back. It was it was nice to have a week off last week from, from golf betting. It felt nice. It feels very strange that we're having a major right now in the middle yeah. of September, in the middle of week two of football season, when we're all very busy trying to get what little value exists in, in sort of NFL opening lines, trying to snatch it away. So a lot going on, but this is, uh, you know, U.S. Open is, is worth getting excited about. I agree. You know, as, a, as an amateur golfer myself, this is the time of the year where I start thinking like, okay, do I want to play? Sunday golf or do I want to set up my lineup and now it's happening for actually watching golf so it's an interesting time for us Absolutely. certainly an interesting time it's a time of year where I'm mainly focused on Bengals and Browns there's a night football <laughs> looking at those spreads in front of me but the U.S. Open has graced us with the presence here this weekend thank COVID I've grown to love golf this summer but I've gone fully football mode in the past few days like I went from not even being able to really wrap my head around what was going on in front of my TV screen with Chiefs and Texans last week and now I'm like oh wow I'm totally in disregarding like NBA game sevens hockey playoffs I'm like hey let's just fast forward that have that all end of the next week and we can start over again in your normal October November time slots but this is a major and we have two majors left definitely wanted to get this podcast in for anybody who is a first-time listener wager rager follow us at wager underscore rager we've got all of our picks bets, all that good stuff. We're doing a lot with football, as you'll see a lot of football. Podcasts, we'll be recording. We're recording this on Tuesday before US Open. Record some football tomorrow night also. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's uh, it's grind time. It's grind time here, fellas. A lot of sports going on. Oh, yeah. Pretty exciting time of sports here. I mean, to be honest, like this, there's just so much going on. I mean, it's difficult from a betting standpoint, but and content standpoint, but it's as a sports fan. I mean, this is pretty ideal, especially with like real college football starting up shortly, right? With like, you know, kind of the big boy conferences going. SEC, I saw Big Ten is now back. Like it's, it's a pretty wild fall ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally uh, forgot about college football. Lion I, King over there. It's it's just overwhelming right now. Like all these fucking sports. I've got fucking animals all over the place. Like my cat was just diagnosed with diabetes. This cat is just about to knock over my goddamn computer. There's people yelling in the courtyard. Like this one guy, like this one guy. July 4th, he was lighting off fireworks and they were landing oh, on yeah. my fucking roof. Like this cocksucker's outside making a bunch of noise right now. <laughs> so oh, much. There's a recording just, going on. There's just so much going on. Oh, and my window's cracked, so he just heard me. So I, I'm ruining neighborhood relationships. <laughs> ruining everything right now. But let's get into US Open. We're at Winged Foot, right? Tell us yes, where we are. that is. Tell us a uh, you know, course preview. Let's get into all that good stuff. Let's talk about it. Winged Foot Golf Club in Mamaronek, New York. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's at least how I say every time I drive up the turnpike and say it by myself in the car. This club was found in 1921, but opened for play in 1923. Very cool thing for us Philadelphia guys. This is an A.W. Tillinghast course. D, this guy was born in Philadelphia. He uh, designed a lot of clubs that we've had touches on. I've played a couple of his courses like Philmont and there's Aronimink and a couple of big names in our area. 
Oh, yes. One I know that you know of is St. David's because your lovely wife had an affiliation to that club. Yes, so indeed. We almost got married there, but we didn't because there they you go. So that's another, a little bit nicer. That's a tilling hat. It's a classic. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a really nice club. It's actually a really nice club. It's a classic East Coast style club with a classic East Coast designer. Even more so, Tilling has designed this in 1921, like I said, but it was revamped by Gil Hans in, I want to say 2015. Sure, that sounds good. And yeah. Yeah. Gil Hans is also from I'm not fact checking you. I'm certainly <laughs> not from fact- a- Like Currently, the only thing on my screen is like Jets, seven and a half point dogs. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, so that has nothing to do with this, but no, actually a little bit because it's a New York sport. And this, of course, was founded by the New York Athletic Club. Like I was saying, Tillinghast was the designer. Gilhans redesigned or brought it back to the original design in 2015. Gilhans is from Malvern, Pennsylvania. So another guy right around us. There you this go. course right around is the corner. like a PA dream, but it's in New York. It's a long course with a, a par 70. It's a hard course to score on. It's a U.S. Open. U.S. Open courses are tough as shit. They're fucking yeah. frustrating as hell to play on. And we're going to probably see a score at the end of this that comes out over par. I mean, the winner is going to be plus something. Really? They say five-ish. The last time it was held at this course, which was 2006, plus five was the winner. So you're going to see high rough. You're seeing Poana greens, but it's East Coast Poana. They're going to be undulated greens. It's, there's just going to be tons of ball busting shots and up and downs. It's just, it's going to be a nightmare for these golfers, which is exactly what we want to see when the U S open creeps around. Definitely. So we're basically going to have a really good golfer that wins this. We're not going to have someone that creeps in like Phil Mickelson's yeah. not that he's you're not, not gonna... really a good golfer. He's just getting older, but you're not going to have someone that's, you know, very long shot odds winning this one, but we'll get into those and, and he can, yeah, you know, you never know, right? Because yeah. with, with courses like this, and I'll, I'll kick it back to Dutch in a sec, but with courses like this, like, you you know, accuracy is going to be so key. Like, the mm-hmm. rough looks absolutely insane based on the picture. So it's not out of the question, right? A lot of the big hitters can oftentimes get away with not having the best accuracy off the tee because they're they're just such good second-shot players and they have all the, all the tools in their bag and they can get out of tricky situations. It seems like if you're the fairway it's like just count count as a bogey like for this tournament like you are going to bogey no matter how skilled a player you are so you know we don't have a lot of long shots on the card but like i wouldn't be shocked to see someone down the board come through and just like hit it onto the green in two be nowhere close to the hole two putt their way to like a plus three victory exactly i i couldn't agree more you're gonna need accuracy on your approach shot to set up your putts and stuff like that but you know big balls out there as long as you can uh as long as you can get it close to the hole <laughs> with those big balls, it could I be. I lost my train of thought on that. One. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's it's hard to keep your train of thought with all these sports and then talking about big balls like that. But it could be some ugly golf. I feel like, but sometimes that's the most entertaining because it's so challenging, and that'll yeah. be very interesting to watch. Like I know that we have all these sports going on, but U.S. Open should still captivate us for the most part during the day, Thursday, Friday, Thursday night. I mean, you can only watch Browns and Bengals for so long. Uh, but then I'm also thinking about also they're not actually playing the U.S. Open at night, so I'm an idiot. So you maybe you're going to watch, you know, highlights. For some reason, I was thinking that this was on the West Coast and we'd have this late start time. But you just told me time and time again town Very. names that are literally seven minutes from where I live. <laughs> so that just goes to show you, like, where my head is. Very right East now. Coast. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> literally said a town name that's 
literally next door to me here. <laughs> so I'm just a fucking idiot. But I think it's going to be very intriguing. I feel bad for PG. Not feel bad, but I think it's a little bit unfortunate that it had to be this weekend. Like there's so much hype with these other sports and football. I can't wait till PGA gets into their normal rotation and schedule again. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's great to have final round of U.S. Open up against week two of the NFL after COVID and everything. But yeah. I'm going to flick back and forth, and I think that we're going to have some guys, you know, in the lead on the back nine. So, Well, I think we might be watching sports again together on Sunday. We'll be flicking for sure. <laughs> yeah, sounds like my Monday is going to be just glorious again. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, hey, and the, the <laughs> one uh, saving grace of the timing, at least, is that, you know, as you guys know, majority of the NFL games happen in that, that first stretch, you know, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, like the final holes, like the final group's going to be going off probably, I don't know, what are you, probably closer to like two or three. So yeah, kind yeah. of once that, that first stretch of games ends and, you know, you get two or three games in the afternoon and we watch it and we bet on it and we have fantasy teams, yada, 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 but it, it, it won't be as distracting. That's a great point. That is a really great point because there's only three games slotted in that late time slot on Sunday afternoon. So there we go. We can take a break and, you know, flick back and forth. Ravens are playing the Texans, but they might be blowing them out by halftime. But okay. Any other things to mention for course preview? Is that kind of sum it up? You know, I would say the only other interesting, I mean, obviously there's tons of interesting things about Wingfoot. It is a classic U.S. Open course. It's a beautiful track. The only other cool thing that I found the clubhouse was designed by some famous like golf clubhouse designer, which I didn't even know they had. I didn't know that was a thing. This guy's name is Clifford Charles Wendahack, and he <laughs> was like known for like making these early 1900s clubhouses and just, I guess, making them baller establishments. I He's mean, probably an alcoholic. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> he, probably he definitely like deep mahogany and leather bound books and tons of booze. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not even mm. something that you can say in 2020, call people alcoholics, but hey, it's, oh, he's it's dead, not a so political. He won't listen. Yeah, so he's not listening. So that's that's cool. Fair but point. That's, that's a good thing a, to be famous for, I guess. These guys are Philly guys. They can take a little shit out, thrown their way. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good course preview. I'm looking forward to it in our backyard. We're going to get into odds. I know I said that I was going to breeze through it. I'm going to detail just what FanDuel has as top odds. Vostrain will take it away. And we're going to try to do like a 10 minute or less, a little 10 minute drill here. And then people can move on because I know that people like quick content, especially with everything going on. So I should stop fucking bullshitting right here. <laughs> so, US Open, the odds right now from the top. This is at FanDuel shopping around DJ. I guess he's favored for just reason plus eight. 50 john rom 10 to 1 jt justin thomas 14 to 1 x xander also at 14 colin morikawa rory at 18 to 1 18 to 1 is a big number at rory Cantley, patrick Cantley, 27 to 1 bryson 28 to 1 webb simpson also no yeah also 28 to 1 daniel berger 30 other big names i know everybody loves tiger he's at 48 to 1 a guy that we've bet on first round leader a few times tony finau 33 to 1 you know he's not winning jason day 38 to 1 i'm done i'm gonna kick it over to vostran but wait good guy gary you didn't talk about good guy gary where is he at he's down the board he's at like 90 90 to 1 Seeing him at 80 to 1 on Bovada. 80 to 1. Cool, 80 to 1. Okay. Last year's winner. Defending champ. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, Vostran, what uh, say you to these odds? Where's the value at? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've talked about it the PGA and some of the tour championships, right? Pretty tight board. Books are pretty 
keen on the fact that, you know, people may, who aren't normally golf betters are going to be getting in on the action this week, although it's during football season. So I think we've gotten some, some better value than we normally see for majors. Majors are usually the smallest cards that I have from an outright standpoint, just because everything's so tightly priced, but a couple, couple things that I think um, have some value for us. I mean, I mean, first off, you know, when you think you know, accuracy off the tees, but also distance. It's a very long course. You think second shots and you think guys who don't need to necessarily make birdies to win. A guy like Justin Thomas just pops right to mind. And he's, you know, second in my model after Rom. I have him as like a 8.2% chance to win. So priced closer to like, you know, the plus 1200 range. So not a ton of value, but you know, you're getting him at plus 14, 15 on bookmaker. He's now 1402. I don't know what you said at FanDuel, whether it was 12 to one, in which case, that'd be a pass but there are books that have the plus okay beautiful yeah i'd play him there he's just you know he's a he's a really good fit for this card first of all he's the second best player on earth after rum based on you know the way that i model and how that adjusts over time based on the sample size i use for you know backward looking uh, metrics so you know just right there he's a phenomenal player he's getting priced as the third best i think dj's a little overrated in terms of where his pricing is just based on recent results and so you're getting a little bit of value on, on JT and he's a guy who whose putter has really let him down as of late. Like he probably would have won the tour championship and he'd been able to putt even remotely well. I think he lost like three plus strokes putting on the field and ended up losing to DJ by a couple strokes, even with the, you know, DJ's initial lead. So I think he's really well set up. I think he has a great opportunity to win here. Again, you know, as with all outrights, the caveat, of course, is no matter how much we like a guy, we never really expect him to win more than like one out of 12 times in this case. But I think he's right there. And I think there's there's solid value on him at this price. I agree. And he's a guy that's not going to fall apart in the rough like Rom does sometimes. Rom can get point. pretty aggressive. And I think that's why this price point is better for Thomas than Rom. I mean, if Rob gets yeah. in his head, he's fucked on this course. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And I'm glad you brought it up because JT's around the green game is phenomenal. He's yeah. gained in like nine of his last 10 tournaments. He's gained around the green. And it sounds like, you know, when we talk about the roughs off the tee, they're, they're no better around the green. So you're going to have to hit some shots there. Not everyone's just going to be able to casually get onto the green in two. Um, yeah. And J- JT is elite there. So To drive ahead. a nail in that point, I mean... You see that video that's going around Instagram right now and Twitter and all the different social media taking a golf ball from your knee and dropping it into the rough and it is buried by at least a full golf ball. (laughs) The the videos are awesome. Yeah. The videos are awesome. Every time I see a video, I laugh at how brutal this course looks. And I, you know, we kind of talked about it. Dina, as you talked about it a bit, but like, Courses like this, if, if every week on the tour were like this course, it would suck. It would just be like, this is miserable. Like, yeah. everyone just looks like they're having a terrible Yeah, like, why time. are you golfing in this? It, <laughs> it would yeah, look like It looks all like of you're us. just golfing in, like, someone's unlandscaped backyard. Exactly. But, like, every once in a while, it's just nice to know that these guys are human, and this course is going to very much make them look human. Yeah, it's a challenge. Can you imagine if you guys played here? Like, I can't even really play golf, so I'd be awful. But if you guys played here, it'd just be so fr- – like, it'd be fun. I'd quit. You'd I'd be quit there, after whole five. It'd be so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it'd be just like, yeah, fuck this. Just to give you, like, a level playing field, I, as an amateur golfer, have played on a collegiate golf course. I, I wanted to quit after three holes. It was, <laughs> we, they had just the college rough up there and the college yeah. green speeds, and it was a fucking nightmare. 
And we, I mean, we were playing from the tips, which is stupid, but you know, my golf buddies like to play, they like to flex the big dick swinging kind of thing. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> All of our dicks were dragging in the dirt after that. It was a fucking pain <laughs> in the ass. Yeah, Doesn't it sound is, like fun. Uh, like it was probably kind of cool to be there, but it was very cool to be there. It was the University of Duke's course. So it was very cool to play there, but the course was very hard. And, it, and that's exactly what we're going to see this weekend. Guys that love Guys. golf that are good at it, that just are having some trouble. Guys are having trouble finding balls just off the fairway in mm-hmm. the rough. Like that is the thickness of the rough. Like, I don't know if they're going to trim it or not, or they're just going to like, let this be that miserable. But like, I would lose my ball off of one and just be like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm going to lose the ball. Every <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going to go watch everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> like I'm going to the bar. See you guys after your, after you quit after seven. It sounds <laughs> actually like something that I'd want to watch because it's so frustrating. So difficult. I'm going to tune in first thing Thursday morning. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's going to be good. JT, 14 to 1. Okay. But uh, yeah, so love him. Let's talk about another guy who I love. I think this price is absolutely insane. I have him priced it closer to plus 3,100, and that's Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay had a bit of a tough stretch in August, 35th, 43rd, miscut. Came back at the BMW and finished 12th and was awesome, except on approach, which is like his entire game. He's a ball striker. He lost 5.2 strokes on approach at the BMW. The previous, you know, 15 tournaments, he gained in 14 of them, including multiple times five-plus strokes. So he should be fine at this type of, of tournament. And, you know, other than that, like his game fits really well. He's really solid tee to green, solid off the tee, solid around the green. Like, you know, he's not as elite as someone like JT, but very solid. And so he's a type of guy who could, you know, absolutely scratch out a plus two, plus three score over this tournament and go away the winner. And, you know, we're getting him at plus 4,000. I'm seeing him now at like yeah. plus 3,750. Uh, still love that price. As I said, I have him priced at plus 3,200. So pretty nice value there on Cantlay. Plus 3,200 would be where the value ends. There's also Fandle. If you want to get him top 10, plus 260, top 20, plus 120. I'll tell you what, I'd rather bet on Cantlay at plus 120 than bet on the motherfucking Eagles at plus 120 against the Rams this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Eagles who are a four and a half point favorite as of last Saturday night. There are point and a half dogs in most books now. And I apologize for shifting to football and the Eagles, but Jesus Jesus Christ, I'd rather have that. Yeah, Jesus, they chap our fucking asses. <laughs> but plus 120. Patrick Cantlay, we have bet on him throughout the summer here and there. He hasn't won any tournaments, right? No. He's got No, no, no. He's an incredible golfer, though. Very good. Easily a top 10 player on earth. And he, he's had some close ones. He was second at Shriner, second at the BMW last year. He was seventh at the Workday, fourth at the Tournament of Champions. So, huh. you know, he's had some high finishes. It's not like he hasn't flashed form. It, I mean, honestly, the BMW, he, if his irons hadn't just disappeared, which is very abnormal for him, he would have been right there at the top with DJ and Ram. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. You talked to me. Yeah, I love that value. I'm, I'm glad I could. I, I'm sure he's going to start. He is, I will say, he is one of those guys, though, that sometimes on a Thursday just, like, implodes, and you're like, well, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shop. you're, you're Shop. plus four after your first three holes. I mean, <laughs> this, turn, this course is hard, but not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? I fucking bet on you. Yeah. Shop this around, though. I'm looking at – I just clicked back to Fando outrights. He's 27-1, to 1, Fando outright. What a yeah, joke. Bo- oh, that's 28. interesting. That's interesting. Guys, I'm I am worried that 
FanDuel has decided they're going to just just stop offering such great lines on golf because I have, you know, I don't have access to the book, but I have been checking it out, obviously. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because we're kind of in major season slash FedEx Cup playoffs. And so it's just a tighter market, but like it is not offering the value that it was earlier this year. I hope it's not gone forever. (laughs) You would think that it would still be there, especially with all the other sports going on, that they wouldn't be as tight. Maybe they're hiring some more people and tightening the ship. Let's hope that's not the case. Hopefully it was always priced at 27 to one the whole week. They just haven't moved it because they're focused. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I think they just are are deciding that they're just going to like offer an enormous big on golf. And so they're going to take basically no risk. I'm sure the amount of people betting on golf has increased markedly since last year. And they're probably like, Oh boy, we got to fucking rein it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably after the wager rager massive audience took them at the PGA, they decided yeah. they had to sharpen up their lines. Exactly. Hey, it's a growing audience. It's a growing audience. There's probably, you know, it probably didn't move the lines. Actually, I know it fucking didn't move the lines, but it's a growing audience. We'll get there. But I do have my concerns about that. Hopefully they're not just putting ultra vig on this for the rest of the season, but time will tell. Time will tell. Shop that around. Value we're saying ends at 32 to one. So don't bet it at FanDuel. Correct. Correct. There are books that are offering fair lines that you can get much better odds than 3,200. So I'm confident people if they shop around, can get a good line on Cantlay. You can definitely find it. DraftKings, 35 to 1. So we'll end it there. DraftKings, if you have that book, deposit, 35 to 1. Boom. Okay. Next golfer. Boom. Done. Next golfer, the bad boy of the tour, Patrick Reed. Um, (laughs) This guy. No one likes him. No one likes Patrick Reed. Yeah, because his wife fucking owns him, right? (laughs) No one really knows why they don't like him. He's just got that kind of face. But yeah, the wife doesn't know. He's kind of got like a pudgy, he's kind of like just – I don't know. He's he's an annoying person. I don't mm-hmm. like him. He just all, seems annoying. You know. He just looks annoying. Yeah. He seems he like the guy like... that reminds the teacher that you forgot to post homework for. Hundred percent. That's a great, <laughs> great example. Hundred yeah. percent. That's Good him. Call. Like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Good call. Patrick Reed is a tattletale. He's a tattletale. <laughs> you just know it. You you but know he finds his way was... to the top. So. Yeah, he's a decent golfer. Um, Patrick Reed has been awesome off the tee, and that's really one of the reasons he's popping in the model is like off the tee, usually when I'm modeling courses, approach, right, is the single most important variable. It just has the greatest uh, impact on your success in a golf tournament. And that still is the case here. you got to be great with approach. That's the same as every tournament. But at a course like this, your off the tee game is so much more important because not only are you going to have to be in the fairway to be able to avoid both or you know occasionally get a birdie on those rare opportunities you get but you also have to be long it's a 7500 yard course par 70 so it's it's massive and he's been great there i mean in his last seven tournaments he's gained 2.4 strokes 4.8 strokes 3.8 strokes gained on all of them when you even go out with a further track record he's gained in nine of his last 10 and you know he is generally like he can be pretty accurate off the tee so i really like him here i like the price we got him it was north of plus four thousand i'm uh forgetting now exactly where i got him oh 4505 so that's mm-hmm. super nice he's now at bookmaker though plus 2966 yeah i was so gonna say other, that's incredible value some other people like him as well yeah wow. you can find that somewhere shop though it. i'm shop it. I mean, uh, you can shop it fandle's got 33 to 1, or is that DraftKings? Fandle has. Bovada also has 33 to 1 while you're looking that up. Do so. they? Okay. Yeah, I, I had both in that. front of my screen and then I got flip flopped. Yeah. 30, 34 to 1 Fandle, 33 to 1 DraftKings. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't priced at 32, 42. So, you know, 
up to that point, I would say there's value. So anything north of that has a little bit of value. Obviously, the bigger, the better. And, you know, I mean, I, I think you'll, I think there are, there are some books I'm sure that are sleeping a little bit that don't get as much golf action where you could find maybe a 35, 40 to one, hopefully, or hopefully where we got them at 4505. Like when I pinged you guys the other day, hopefully you guys got them there, but you know, I, you'll be able to find some value somewhere on them. Yeah. And this Shop is a guy, yeah. this is a guy that when he's at the top, I, I don't like, like we said, we, we don't really like Patrick Reed, but when he's at the top, you have to bet him because it's annoying as fuck if he wins and you don't have him on your card. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. Like, it sucks yeah. when you don't bet on someone. You know they're good. You know they have a good shot to win. And then they end up winning. You're like, he's an asshole. One, I want to punch him, punch and his face. <laughs> and now I didn't even win money. Shopping around, it's Fox like the- Bet has 40 to 1. Fox Bet, go. which is go. available on the East Coast. Fox is a TV station, but I guess they decided to open a book also. So. Yep. Not a well, sharp they, book, but hey, you can get some good value. Hey, if you're going to give us love, a line, we'll take it. Yeah. Exactly. And I love your Compte nice because it's how I felt about the Patriots the last 20 years. Yeah, I definitely. Might them. still feel I that ne- way this year. Who I knows? never bet on them. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we're going to dodge a, a Patriots uh, playoff appearance based on the game I saw and how how they looked. I think we're going to be okay. I mean, the defense is still good, but I Cam looked fine. I will just say that. I don't think he, yeah, we don't want to turn this yeah. into a football podcast. We'll get like there. Good. We'll get yeah. there throughout the season. Plenty of football content. It's going to be interesting, though, to say the least. Yeah. Um, okay, last guy I want to talk about. Next golfer for the fifteenth consecutive week. It is Matsu week. No, it's not. Time. No, We're no, no, it's we, not. Are, no, it's not. And the podcast is over. No, <laughs> done. We're back on our good friend Hideki Matsuyama, who almost came through for us at the bmw would have been an epic moment for the pod yeah uh, unfortunately just lost his irons for a bit and his and his driver somehow just could <laughs> not find a fair way to save his life saved himself around the green and that actually is why the model loves him on this course is you know obviously the historical approach very solid but then also his around the green game is very very good and as we talked about with you know jt like you're gonna have to be great around the green matsu's 10th in the field he's fourth on approach third 36th off the tee, but he actually is, that's, that's more of a, he's long, he's long. So if he clubs down, I think he can probably stay in the fairway and he's second tee to green, which is basically uh, every shot, but putting. And that brings us to his weakness, which is putting. But on this type of course where people aren't going to be making birdies and two putts are fine. It's Mm -hmm. built for Hideki Matsuyama. The guy two putts, everything. Well, three putts sometimes occasionally four, but, but, but he's, uh, he's not a one putt guy. Not a one puck guy, and you don't have to be a one puck guy on this course. That is very true. If he can get the ball tight, he doesn't have to worry about two or three putting. He can just tap it in. He's 33 to one across the board. Every book I'm looking at right now, 33 to one. I'm seeing that as well. We that's where I bet him 30. Well, actually, I got him at 32.60. So you guys are getting better value than I am. I have him at plus 28.26. So I say bet him at all the books. Probably just your entire bankroll because it is Matsu week, baby. <laughs> I Matsu's gonna come him. back with a hurricane fury. <laughs> and when Matsu eventually wins in 2028, we are going to absolutely <laughs> we are going to absolutely get a shout out for him for our relentless belief in his abilities. Hey, <laughs> this podcast is still going in 2028, and we've beaten COVID and whatever else virus comes around because you know someone else is gonna you know eat a bat or something else some other <laughs> virus will come around and cancel sports if this is still going if we're still alive he better fucking congratulate us for riding his ass 11 consecutive times or whatever it is this summer hey, I think, you know. well no we did we did take him off at the tour championship 
<laughs> for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. he is easily our most bet golfer of the season and has provided a zero wins or which could be frustrating. <laughs> it happens. Boy, no, I think we got some good starts. He had and a we solid got some top twenties. We yeah, got some we've top got some 20s. 20s. And look, it doesn't matter because Colin has made it a profitable golf season for us. Our, yeah. our savior, Colin Morikawa, who I would love to bet on this week, but he's just too short. Colin's too short this week, yeah, sadly. They have him pinned right where, you know, right where he needs to be. It, but I, again, I'm going like to be... Yeah. Oh, yeah. 17 I'm going to be rooting for him, though. Yeah, 17 to one's a little bit low, but that's what happens when you, you know, win a couple tournaments in the summer, including a major. Yeah, you when know? you're yeah. an incredible golfer. <laughs> that would I, definitely I don't happen. get... I don't get his price. I guess I get his pricing because he's just won some big tournaments this year. The Xander pricing makes no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, yeah. 13. Yeah, what's up with that? Get, yeah. Get priced inside of JT. Like, I love Xander. I have him actually fifth most likely to win, but I have him at like plus 2,100, plus 1,350 is a joke. Like, come on. Yeah, that's We're not real doing short. that. We're not doing yeah. that. Well, staying away. staying away from that one, but there's plenty of things to bet on. We'll have matchups too. I mean, I haven't even looked at it yet. Votrain, there's probably going to be a ton of matchup bets that are though. shockingly they just got posted. Uh, not as many as you'd think. I think slacking off because of football. That it's football. I think yeah. they decided they couldn't handle yeah. the volume like they did for PGA, which was a blast. I think we had like 30 matchups. There were like yeah. 150 on the board. There were so many available, but I guess there were less sports going on. Certainly wasn't football. Yeah, okay. they were sense. focused on it. So I only have I so far identified four with any value. So it might be a, a low matchup betting week, but that's okay. It's fine. to make all the money when it's Matsu week. There you go. That's totally fine. If that can go 4-0 and and if we can get a Matsuyama win and gonna Ooh, bet Rams be money nice. line, Rams over the Eagles, a couple other bets. And <laughs> Never. All is great. No. <laughs> I'm not going to bet against – actually, I already bet against the Eagles. I'll probably sell it back at a better number, though, and try to get some. I have a couple wagers out there for the, the football game. Not against the birds. Something – I want to say I took it over blindly. Dumb. Dumb. Yeah, that's a great way to bet. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to WagerAger, betting blindly. No, we are not betting blindly. All of these bets have a model. Back yeah, the Eagles are the only team model. that your boy over here bets blindly because I just fucking love them. Yeah, we'll see how this weekend goes. I got to forget that. Yeah, they're they're going to have a tough time, but we'll see. We'll save all that for our football podcast. Like I said, we're going to have two podcasts a week. We're recording on Wednesday and Sunday evenings, so we'll get that live reaction on Sunday evenings. We're going to start our halftime videos I'm thinking that it's going to be Thursday Night Football week three, and we'll tell everybody where they can find that, Periscope, YouTube, Live, Pornhub, all those places. So <laughs> Mostly Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. So if we're there, then congratulations, because that's probably a lot of volume. They're probably a lot of views. what they want to see, but, you know. <laughs> whatever but i'm looking forward to this it's going to give us something to watch during the day thursday friday saturday we're all busy right now but it'll give us a little bit of respite and not focus on work as much because there's a golf major Mm -hmm. yes sir absolutely let's do it let's get some money i don't know when the next time will be that we do a golf podcast we might do some quick hits it might not be the three of us all once dutch might have a course preview i might bullshit and just read off those trains picks like a fucking idiot with no analysis (laughs) behind it always post our picks always post the picks on our accounts wager underscore rager we'll do another one at least for the masters and maybe if we get some time we'll do a three-way yeah and if you're looking for something that we don't have send us a message we'll put something out there for you exactly if you miss us send us a message yeah please all right fellas appreciate it let's win some money let's Let's get it. it always a pleasure adios